This afternoon we're going to think about the timeless, the beautiful story of the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15. And Jesus said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough unto spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring in his hand, and shoes in his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. We know that God will bless the reading of his word to our hearts. Today I want to talk to you about the ring in his hand. Because you will observe in the verse 22 that the father, as well as giving him the best robe for his back and shoes to cover his feet, he also put a ring in his hand. And it is the symbolism of the ring in his hand that I want to talk to you about today. Of all the parables related by Jesus Christ... Few touch the heartstring quite like the prodigal son, and this is the reason why. Although the term prodigal has fallen into disuse, it still remains very much alive with respect to the son or the daughter who leaves home and goes down a path of shame and disgrace. The very word prodigal has become a term of hope, beacon of light, because in our Lord's parable the story ended well. This story touches the chords of the heart because it concerns that most precious and sensitive of human institutions, the family. Once there were four in this home, two young men being raised by loving and devoted parents. Then mother, the one who is at the heart of every family, because mother is home, was taken. This is more than an assumption. Her grief and her reunion with the wandering boy is unmentioned, because she is not there. While the older son matured, gradually taking on the responsibilities of the farm under the father's watchful gaze, the younger lad was a restless spirit, yearning to see the world. Begging for an inheritance in advance, he left home, and he left behind him a father's broken heart. He did so with a spring in his step, a smile in his face. He never looked behind once, indulging himself in the far country and all the pleasures and vices he could discover. The money slowly eroded. He had no difficulty finding friends and women when the money clinked in his bag. But when the bag was silent, or as we would say when the wallet was empty, there was not a friend to be found. He became one of those poor people we see in our large cities who sleep in shop doorways, curled up in sleeping bags, begging for a few coins, propping up a bin. But when famine came to the land, he was left facing death or take drastic measures. Now we find him among the pigs, wallowing in their filth and eating their food. And for a Jewish boy, this was the greatest disgrace of all, because the Jews would not eat pork. They would not touch the pig. And here we find him, eating the pig's food. At this instance, he came to himself. Memories of home flooded back into his mind. The love of a mother. He now wept at her loss. A father whom he once despised. Of the elder brother whose quiet home life he mocked. That quiet life in the country farm now seemed strangely inviting. What a fool I have been, he thought. And so a plan came to mind. Gathering himself together, he set his face for home. 
Ever since the lad had left, father had watched the road with longing eyes. Days, months, years had slipped on. Then one day the old man, hair whitened by his sorrow, he saw a lone figure. Straining his eyes, he watched hard, daring to hope the figure drew closer. He detected a somewhat dejected posture. The head was hanging, the demeanour was negative. But there was no mistaking the identity. It was his son, the prodigal, was returning. The old man does not hold back. Gathering his robes, he forgets every sense of infirmity and he runs. His son was hardly recognisable, but the father knew his boy. His clothes were filthy. The man was stinking in every area of his body. But still the father clung on to him with a tender embrace. There were no questions about his lifestyle, his squandering of the wealth, about the abuse of his body, about bringing the family name into disrepute. There was only love and forgiveness. It was unconditional love. The returning prodigal received gifts. A robe for rags, shoes for the bare feet, and a ring for his finger. It is the ring I want you to think about today. You see, in the parable of the prodigal son, we don't just see a boy who leaves home, who squanders his father's wealth, who disgraces his father's name. We don't just see that. We see all of us. Because we have departed from God. God is the good, the kind, the gracious Father. We have rebelled against him. We have been guilty of squandering the good gifts that he gives to us. But we must come to ourselves as the prodigal came to himself. And when we come to him, he gives us a ring. And what is the symbolism of the ring? What does it mean? The ring, first of all, speaks to me of confirmation. The ring represented wealth and status. It was the father's way of confirming his son's position within the family. Whenever we come to God and trust him, God makes the sinner his son and his daughter. He does this in two ways. He regenerates us. Regeneration is about receiving new life. When a little baby is conceived in the womb of his or her mother, that is new life. When the child is born, the new life comes forth into the world and we hear the baby crying. That is life. And whenever God saves a man or a woman, he comes and he puts his life into the heart of that man or woman. The Spirit comes and gives the sinner life. It's called the new birth in the Bible. The Bible says you must be born again and we become the children of God through birth. But God just doesn't make us his children through the new birth. He makes us his children through adoption. He adopts us and adoption is a legal thing where one who is not a member of a family becomes legally part of that family and has a right to all the privileges of that family and that's what God does when he brings poor lost sinners to himself. John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 say, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Are you born of God today? Have you the right to say, I'm a child of God. You come to him. You give your life to him. You turn away from your sin. He will confirm you. And you can know that you belong to him. This ring doesn't just speak of confirmation. It also speaks of continuation. The wedding ring speaks of eternal love. We think of the circle. The ring is circular. We cannot see the beginning nor the end of the circle. The circle goes on and on. It's not a straight line. And so whenever we are married, we take our vows till death us do part. In giving the son a ring, the father was binding himself to this boy in a covenant engagement. The young boy had destroyed the bond by his shameful lifestyle. He had destroyed his place within the family. But the father welcomed him home. He gave him the ring. It represented forgiveness, didn't it? It represented the fact that the father would love him and always would love him and would never cease to love him. It represents the eradication of guilt. It represents a covenant. In terms of a wedding, the ring represents the covenant that the husband and wife make with each other. The promise 
promise. The father was promising the son, you are mine and always will be mine and you belong to me. And no, I don't want you to become as one of my hired servants. You are my son and you will sit at my table as my son. And yet the ring, there was a cost attached to it. Forgiveness doesn't come cheap. There's always a cost attached to forgiveness. This ring, it was purchased. The forgiveness that God gives us, it was purchased. We can't pay the price ourselves. Men and women are wasting their time trying to buy their own forgiveness. Christ paid the price. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain, but he has made it white as snow. This is what God can do. He confirms his love. His love continues. But this ring is also a ring of celebration. There's great happiness now. This old man, he gathers his friends together. He gathers his servants together. He orders that the fatted calf be killed. He said, my son, he once was dead, but now he's alive. He once was lost, and now he is found. He might as well have been dead. The father never heard any word from him for many a day. But now he was found. He was certainly lost, but now he is found. Does this not sum up the gospel? Those who are unsaved are dead, but Christ makes them alive. Those who are unsaved are lost. Without God and without hope. But God brings them home. If you're not a Christian today, and remember, not everybody is a Christian. Not everybody is a Christian. Only those who trust Christ as their one and only Saviour are Christians. And if you're not a Christian, if you haven't trusted Christ and given him your life, you're lost. You're lost in this world without hope. What a hopeless and terrible condition to be in. Whenever you come to God, there's celebration, there's happiness, there's peace, there's joy. Whenever I see this family being reunited, I have a little foretaste of heaven. The family was once broken and the son comes home. What happiness. It's a happy gathering. There's no happiness like the happiness of knowing Christ. And knowing Christ gives you the assurance that one day you will be in the Father's house above. Are you going there? If you've wandered far from God, come to him. He will forgive. He will bring you and he will welcome you. He will give you his ring. He will make you his child. I thank you so much for listening.